Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. And there's no annual contract. Get your TV together at directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I am your host, John. Very happy to be here. My boy, Junior. How you doing, baby? How you doing over there in the 714? <laughs> doing good. In the 90210? No, I'm just kidding. Doing good. I'm chilling, man. I'm excited to get into this Raptors talk. And, uh, and uh, man, just looking forward to it. Man, exactly. We, we got a very exciting team, man. You know, Jay Hill over there in the six, and we talk about the six today. So, Jay Hill, how you doing, baby? I'm doing great, John. Uh, we got a huge, huge guest, my brother David Oko, on, on, on the show today. Uh, excited. We go way back. Hoopers, uh, my brother. So, so Oko, just introduce yourself to the fans and, and say what up. Good, yeah. I know y'all got uh, Jay on here from the sixth side, but I'm the true sixth guy, man. I've been here my whole fucking life, feel me? Uh, but yeah, yeah, like, I'm um, excited to do some talks about this. Long time coming. Uh, but yeah, like, me and Jay, we met through uh, through Hoop, and, you know, we've been hooping, talking about ball ever since, so it's only right to be on the show. Man, well, we, we want to thank you very much, Dave, for not only finding the time uh, to, to come on here, man, and I know the time difference is a little difference. We we in Cali over there in the six, but yeah, yeah. but so but we appreciate it. We appreciate it, man. So uh, so first question that we love to ask all the fans here for these uh, fan interviews is David. As a Raptors fan, are you content with how the year went? No, that's that's simple. No, well, we went from 2019 champions to having Kawhi leave us, which was which he hold us. We got to be straight up. He hold us. Yo, my fault. Can we swear in this? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you can swear in okay, this. Okay. Yeah, like, he hold us, bro, straight up. Like, he could have given us another year. Like, I ain't saying, like, he got to sign a long-term deal, but he could have given us another year. But still going on to the next year, that whole bubble season, we were still able to go to the second round with Boston. And in all truth, we shouldn't have even been on the Game 7 series because of one in particular person, Pascal Siakam, which I'm going to really get into this guy. Um I think he's the most overpaid player in the league, if I'm being honest, Joe. Uh, so I'm not happy with the way your season went this past year. It was just all injuries. I think COVID destroyed our team because we were we were hooping in the beginning. Like we started off bad and we got into a good pace. And then everybody just got out. OG was out. Pascal was out. Freddie was out. And then we just started basically tanking because they were just starting to rest out, sit out Kyle Lowry. And then we lose our greatest guy of all time, Lowry, this year. So... Yeah, like I wasn't too happy with the way the season went, man. Finishing tenth, like we went, we've been, we've been in playoffs since I think 2013, 2013 or 2014 that season. So that's like a long run ended. Yeah, man. When, when you consider that 2019 was just you know a couple of years ago, you guys had that spectacular run, and you look to yeah. where you guys were were this year, man. No one, no one could would really be happy, man. But you know, Dave, I'm just gonna get straight to it. You know, there's a huge elephant in the room over there in the six, and you brought it up. I, I was gonna wait to bring up Pascal Siakam a little later, but you know what? You brought him up. Let's just jump straight into it. I gotta. Right, I got to talk to you about this, man. So you you said it, all right? I, I was going to say, I have right here on my notes, like, do you really think Pascal Siakam is the number one guy on the championship team? Because I personally don't. Sounds like you don't either. No, like, I think everybody been, like, everybody in the city knew he wasn't a number one guy. I don't think everyone was like, oh, Pascal's taking us to that next level. But this goes then into Kawhi. When Kawhi leaving us, he sort of left us shorthanded, right? And it gave all the leverage to Pascal Siakam. Like, if he didn't, like, leave us, 
then we couldn't have to offer him a max. Like, I ain't saying Siakam's, like, garbage, like, he can't hoop, but he should not be making 30 mil. He should be making, like, 20. I would even say 22, I think, around that area. I know this is all big boy money regardless, but, like, he ain't a number one player. I think he's a third option, and I even think that notion, like, when uh, when we were in 2019 that he was our second option, I don't think that was true. I think it was Lowry and him, and in any given night, he could be 2-3 which I think was good because everyone still had to mainly focus their defense around Kawhi. So let me, yeah. let me, let me ask a, qu- a quick question here. I want to get you with a heavy hitter. You, yeah. you talk about Pascal Siakam almost like he's damaged goods. And there's another player going around as damaged goods, and that's Ben Simmons. How do you feel about a swap? Who wins? Who I'm, loses that? I'm advocating a swap. I, like if I had a, a, a size number, I'd be texting him every day, blowing up his line. Like, Trade him, trade him, trade him, trade him, trade him. Uh, that is, I think, the perfect swap. But I just don't think – I think we end up being the ultimate winners. But I okay. think Siakam in Philadelphia wouldn't be good with Joel Embiid. I just don't think those two would mix well. Okay. I think they need I think they need a guard. They need, like, a Lillard, McCollum. They just need a guard that could shoot. I don't think Siakam could shoot, but I would love the swap. I think we would win that. Okay. But That's also with our favorite. team – yeah, but with our new team this year, like we got Scotty Barnes. I don't know how the Barnes and Ben Simmons dynamic would work. Right. I mean, you yeah. always there's always a question mark about where Ben Simmons would go, how he'd fit because of his limited, uh, we'll say shooting ability uh, for yeah. lack of a, limited is I'm trying to be nice here. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but he does bring a lot. He does bring a lot in other aspects, right? Defense is outstanding. I mean, his his playmaking is great. So. It's always like there's a little, always a little give and take when it comes to comes to a player like Ben Simmons. But you're one of the first people that we've asked that question to, like, would you take Ben Simmons on your team? That actually said yes. So that's an but interesting. I, but I, because I also think the league, like, not the league, the media has also like really put Ben Simmons down because regardless of what he did that playoff series, he still gave you, I believe, sixteen point eight or like sixteen points. Uh, eight rebounds, eight assists, like me yeah, and, me and, and me, outstanding defense and outstanding defense. Me and Jay just did, um, did a fantasy league this uh, past season. Like I had Ben Simmons on my team. He was killing for me. Like he does everything still. Like I know he can't shoot, but I also think Philly's playing in a bad position. He's not a point guard. Put him at put If you have Ben Simmons as your starting four, like that's a problem. Like, I, and I've been saying like, if, like if, uh, the Warriors get Ben Simmons, I think that's, that's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's absolutely. dangerous. Like we're gonna look, be looking like they just fleece the uh, the Philly. The Sixers, absolutely. Yeah. No, I know. I mean, that's. I, I think it's probably his best trade destination is the Warriors because I will. What they, I will what say they don't lack is shooting. What yeah, they don't yeah. lack is shooting. So yeah, that's, he just be... needs some shooters around him. Like, like I don't know if this is a hot take, but I could see Ben Simmons, um, like a worse version of Giannis. Okay. okay. Without the shoot, I mean, yeah. yeah. I guess Giannis isn't even that. Good Giannis ain't really too much of a yeah. shooter. Like I could see, like I think. Except when team, he plays the Lakers, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, if the team like builds up around Ben Simmons, it's like, okay, we gotta get floor spacers. We gotta get this, and they they really let Ben Simmons rock. Like I think I think he could be like. But I'm saying he's gonna be exactly like Giannis. He's not as athletic as Giannis, but he can be that type of level though. I see what you player. mean. You I see what, what you mean. mean. Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay, so so I, I'm I'm getting the sense that the David, you're not really feeling Pascal Siakam over there in the six. But <laughs> let, let, let me talk to another another uh, a native over there from the six. Let me talk to Jay Hill because I know Jay Hill was around when uh, when they won the championship. So what? How do you feel? You know, being from being from uh, Toronto uh, about about Pascal. Do you like him over there? Do you like Dave? Want to see him get shipped out, or how do you feel about that? Uh, yeah, first of all, I I can't claim the Toronto native. I can't, I can't claim that. Just, just a side note. Uh, that's all okay. But yeah, no, uh, just just a real quick shout out. Just living here in, in Toronto and, and seeing the fan base and, and how popular basketball is here. And Oko can, can say that, speak on this as well, because he knows what I'm talking about. The fans here are amazing. Like being coming from the Warriors, like the Bay Area and coming seeing here, like they the fans are crazy. So just, just a little sidebar. But but about Pascal, I'm not I'm not that down on him. I think that he's not a number one option, but I think he's definitely a two or a three. Uh, firsthand, obviously, in the 2019 finals, I think that's like you guys had mentioned. That was the perfect role for him, where he had, didn't have that pressure of being that one two option, but he could get his. You know, if he was the he was, if he was not the focus of the defense, 
he's he's the perfect guy for your team. But right now he is. He's the one option. And on a night-to-night basis, we've seen him. It's, like, so predictable what he does, like, down the stretch when he's that guy. Like, he'll back you down. And and if I was guarding him, you know he's going to spin back to his right. His, his left shoulder, he's going to do the same predictable move. And we see it time and time again. So if you're relying on him as your number one option, you're not winning anything. But but we'll talk about I think the Raptors are going to be better this year, especially than they were last year, because if we didn't, you guys haven't mentioned that they played in Tampa Bay, way, way, way far away from Toronto without their fans and a brand new place. They a lot of them said they couldn't find homes um, that obviously uh, they got hit by covid injuries. So a lot of unpredictables went into last season. So I'm higher on on the, what the Raptors can be this year. So so that that's how I'm feeling right now about Pascal and the roster right now. Wait, wait, Jay. Let me add one thing, John, to to what he said about that 2019 championship run. Pascal's numbers are all inflated, bro. That is not him. You you, did, you see how we just saw you see how we just saw Ben Simmons this year. We're like, oh my god, this guy's like he's terrible from that just that one playoff series. That's what everyone's saying. That they gave that to Pascal Siakam from that playoff. He's like, whoa, he's great. If you really watch his buckets, he got they were all like they weren't good buckets. There were a lot of them were rebounding, finishing, Kyle Lowry driving, dumping it down, dump downs, little dunks. Yeah, he had, he had that one big game with thirty two. Uh, I think it was the first game or was it game one, game, game one. three? Yeah, game, game one, one. Yeah. So he had that huge game which he had. But if you watch his overall buckets, they weren't like. Whoa, like this guy, he got it. No, he had a couple shots he hit. Don't get me wrong. But it wasn't that I could say, like, this guy is a guy. Like, if you look okay. at his overall numbers, it wasn't like that, man. It was it was inflated, bro. Okay, but I will say this. When do you – so for the Ben Simmons argument, I'll say this in defending Pascal. And I'm not saying that I prefer one over the other what you need from a star player or a one, two, three option. Let's say, let's say one or two option for this. Cause that's yeah, what yeah. Ben Simmons is on Philly. He's the second yeah. option or he should be after Joel, but He's the you got to perform. I think they made him the second. You, yeah. You got to perform in the playoffs. And that's what Pascal did in that. Granted, it might've been inflated. It might've been lucky. Call it what you want, but he did perform in the NBA finals and Ben Simmons, we haven't even seen him number one in an Eastern conference finals. Cause he hasn't, helped his team get there so if we're making the the pascal and ben argument that's what i have to say why i would keep pascal in in advocacy for him right now so what do you have to say to that who had a worse playoff series against atlanta ben simmons or pascal siakam against boston in uh, the bubble whose playoff series was worse john did you watch it did you watch that did you watch that series that was the most disgusting series i've ever watched I don't know. We were winning in spite of him playing bad. Like, like what they have breakdowns of his film, like the stuff he missed, open layups, rebound, like everything. Ben hey. Simmons didn't even play that bad. Ben, he gave up an open dunk to an assist. Pascal was just missing open dunks. Therefore, hey, I- at least he's taking them. Hey, at least he's taking the layups, though. Exactly. What we see from Ben Simmons. He can be a, cra- a crazy offensive talent. And Junior, you, you seem like you got to add something to this. But he could be a crazy offensive talent. But you've seen time and time again when he was deep in the lane, especially against Atlanta, you know, he was looking. Obviously, what comes to mind is that one he he passed off to Tybalt. Everyone, you know, replays yeah, that yeah. Doc Rivers. But, I mean, there's more, more, more times throughout the season where he'll be – going through the lane, especially in the playoffs when you need him most, at least Pascal's willing to take those shots. And that's what you want from a one-two option. If Ben's not going to take him, why why are you going to have him out on there on the floor, uh, you know, and believing him and trusting him as your guy? I got to, I got to side with Dave on this one, man. You know, I got to side with the fact that, with the fact that I don't know if Pascal Siakam is all that, uh, all that he's made out to be. And the reason why I'd have to go, uh, you know, go against Pascal on this one is because, you know, when we look at the, at the 2019 season that, and he, you know, he did have a, a good season, especially in that playoff run, he, he was, he was averaging, uh, he was averaging four less points than he is right now on 54% from the field. Compared to this year, he's averaging only four more points, 
but on 44% from the field, which is just ridiculous, like 10% worse, um, which uh, if you look at the numbers and you really watch the game, it's probably because he's getting different shots. Why is that? Because instead of him being the number number two option to where they're not really worried about him, now he's number one option. Like how you mentioned, Dave, you know, Kawhi leaving. When when Kawhi leaving, the other teams look at Pascal Siakam, they're looking like that's 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 fresh meat. They're going to eat him up. Yeah. Like they're going to eat him up. Yeah. And teams game plan entire, in, entirely different against uh, number one options and number two options a, a number two option they might leave you open you know like f- for example you know when we look at this uh the brooklyn series just this uh this th- this past season in the playoffs when joe harris wasn't playing well i literally saw joe harris left open in the corner because yeah. james harden and, and kevin Durant had the ball yeah. because james harden or kyrie Irving had the ball because at that point you got to pick like Who's going to kill me in what order? And 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 you're going to let Joe Harris kill you every day. And that's the same thing. I think that they were okay with letting Pascal Siakam kill him as a second option. And he was doing it and he was shining. But now... But John, John, I want to add, I don't think he's a second option. Like that year, I don't think he was a true second option. He was a two, uh, three, depending so, so, on the night. Depending on the night. That's what you have to understand. Like depending So on to the him... Night, he was a two, so, three. Because they still... You got to remember, they're still game planning against Kyle Lowry. And we still got... um. Van Fleet coming off the bench. And Gasol was still Gasol. Like, he wasn't, like, top-notch Gasol, but he was still better than the Gasol we saw in the Lakers. Okay, so then, so how how fearful are you this year now? Because now that Kyle Lowry's gone, Pascal's, like, literally the only option. I mean, so, like, are you fearful about that? Are you guys... I, bro, I, I don't know if this is going to be a hot take. Like, I, I hear what Jay's saying about us being better, and, like, I think he sort of got into my head because we have these, like, combos, and I've been thinking, you know what, man, we might be better than... Jay Hill's really persuasive. I agree. He's been he's persuasive. Uh, he's persuasive, man. So, first of all, I don't think anyone's been talking about this. Uh, Siakam got uh, a torn labrum in his shoulder, so he got surgery this off season. He's going to be missing the first month or two of the season, um, and I believe it was his left hand. I don't know if it was left or right. I don't remember, but either way, we're losing. Think about it. He really doesn't have a left hand, so that means his left hand ain't going to be working. His shot's bad already. Shot's going to be just more worse from his shoulder. So I think we're losing regardless. So if it's his shoulder, then his left hand got better, but he still has a weak shot. If it's his left hand, then his left hand's still even weaker than it is before. Like, this Siakam has so many flaws and holes in his game that it's like and, – and that notion that he's a young player. John, I don't think everyone realizes he's 27. He's like 28, 20 – I think he's turning 28 this year. Like, he's supposed to be in his dead prime right now. Like, think about what Braun was doing at 28. Like defensively, Mello, what Mello was doing at 28. You know, I'm just looking at the background. Like every one of those guys, like that's their prime. These are what guys do. Like Ben Simmons technically still hasn't even reached his prime. He's only 25. Like where Pascal's in his dead center of his prime. And we're talking about all the things he needs to get better. Like he's a 22 year old young player. Like, no. So, so, so that, that, that actually leaves me. Oh, go ahead, Jahil. Go ahead. No, uh, well, no, I mean, just a sidebar and, and only what, what Oko mentioned is the only reason I don't think he was in more trade talks was because of that injury. So that I think Masai would have been more aggressive because if you're Philly, you're not doing that deal for uh, exactly. for Pascal, an injured player. So keep an, keep an eye closer to the deadline when Pascal's got a chance to be in games. M- Toronto might be in a lot more of those trade conversations come the deadline. But that's all I got to say. D- definitely, man. And, you know, um, uh, D- Dave, like I, you mentioned with that last point in, uh, about Pascal being, you know, dead set in, in, in his prime. Like right now, yeah. this is, this is, this is the, you know, the best of Pascal that, that we should see, uh, th- theoretically speaking. But um, so, so that actually leads me perfectly to my next point. And my next question I have to you is, so, uh, so you know, during these team interviews, we, we've done a bunch of teams. We've done 18 teams so far. And one of the teams that we've done is the Warriors, right? And, you know, as you know, Jay Hill's a big Warriors fan, you know, holding it down for the Warriors we, faithful, we, right? we, John, John, we say we don't know. Uh, we don't talk politics at the dinner table, man. Every time me and Jay talk uh, Warriors and Raptors, it always ends up in a fight. I end up hating, like, I end up hating Jay in some moments. I'm like, yo, dude, I don't want to talk to this guy about ball. Like, I get so pissed off. <laughs> Jay, 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 tell them about our Lakers, the Lakers Warriors debates all the time oh, too. Man. It's the same time. It's the same thing with Junior, but it's it's all love. It's all no, love. it's love. But we it's just love. read, it, yeah, because it, it's just it's just love. It's just fun, you know, talking about it's your just team love, and yeah. talking ball it, in general. Yeah, but, thanks, um, man. Yeah, but um, 
but 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 anyway, man. So so you know, in in that interview, I had asked I had asked Jay Hill if he would be open to uh you know mortgaging the future and risking the future uh in in Wiseman and, and Kaminga for a more solidified star like a Pascal Siakam, right? And we 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 all understand that um Siakam uh Pascal Siakam right now September fifteenth he's better than uh, Wiseman he's better than Kaminga, but we all yeah. but we also understand that Kaminga and Wiseman probably have a higher ceiling than Pascal Siakam. Like how you mentioned, we we don't see Pascal getting much better than here. So let me flip the question and ask you, would you, and it seems that you would be because uh, from how you feel about Pascal, but would you be open to trading Pascal for more younger players, which would, you know, make your championship run a little longer, but you, you, you could potentially get a lot better than you ever could with Pascal. So would you be able to, to do that? Yeah, so there, there's, there's two things about the NBA. When we talk about, like, the NBA, a lot of times we act like it's college. Like, we got dudes coming in here four or five years, and we develop them. Like, the thing about young teams is contract situations. Like, you look at Phoenix. Like, watch Phoenix after this coming year. Their whole team is going to be different because Mikael Bridges wants to get paid. Aiden wants to get paid. You only got so much cap space. So what makes it tough about doing trades like that, I think Warriors win that trade. Um for the for the for the fact that Pascal's basically your third option. Like you have Curry's gonna be your number one, which is a sniper. Clay comes back, sniper. I don't know like how his defense is gonna be right now, but I I, I feel like Clay, the way his game is, I think he'll pick it up. Um, but you got Clay basically as your second option. And at the beginning, you could probably have Siakam still. So you're gonna have that floor space where you basically just let Siakam go one-on-one. Uh you still got Dre who's gonna be able to set him up. Um and then you mortgage your future. I think Warriors win that because they're in a win-now mode. Curry's uh, – Jay, how old is Curry? 33, 34? 32, I believe. 32, 32? 33. Like, he's yeah. a, like, like Curry's going to be able to extend his career, but he's already getting to that backstage, like, sooner or later. So having a young player like that just makes it better than having – you're going to have to develop Kaminga. Kaminga's still raw. He has no shot right now. Even though I was more down on him until I actually seen him in summer league, I'm more higher on him now. Um, Wiseman, I think Wiseman's going to be a good player. So I think he's, he did a lot for his rookie year, even though like a lot of people didn't like him. I just don't think they're on the same timeline as Curry and Clay. Um, but I think with the Raptors, I think I would do that trade because that's just a lot of assets. Like I would, like if that trade, like if you were to give me Kaminga, Wiseman, and Moody, I would have loved that trade because I think that fits in with our timeline, right? But okay. then it also, but it also messes us up because. Like once these guys get to a certain level where they want to start getting that bank, that that big check, like it also limits us with cap skates. We saw Fred, we saw OG. Like these are guys that are core pieces. Like I don't know how much it'll work. That's the thing. I, I don't really believe building through the NBA draft in the league. Like I think you've got to like get a solidified player and then you've got to start building like with pieces around it. But I don't think you could just stack talent because you see teams like Minnesota. They've been awful for how long? They have they gotten enough number one draft pick. They have two draft number one picks on their team right now. You know what I mean? I will, I, I will say this: Stephen Curry was drafted by the Golden State Warriors. Clay Thompson was drafted by the Golden State Warriors, and so was Draymond. And I would say they're, they're transcendent talents. I will say that, yeah. but it can be done. But it can it be can done. be done. That's it can my be counter done. to that. The only re- the only reason why I'm more like more adamant on a team like Toronto or Golden State doing it is because the franchises are run well. We got good management, so good development. So I'd be more open to doing that. But like, it's it's still a big risk with um with developing through the draft. Like Minnesota, Phoenix, until they got Chris Paul, they were like, like we didn't see them for nine like nine years. I think their playoff drought. Like I know they had a good season this year, but honestly, that's an injuries thing. I'm not gonna go into that. But I honestly. Junior, I'm with you. I think the Lakers should have uh, would have got out of the West oh, if it wasn't probably. I think so too. But, like we're not, yeah, like you know. But let's let's wait. This is not this is not the Raptors clutch. Uh, like <laughs> 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 that sounds that sounds like something Jay Hill would say. <laughs> uh, all, right. all right, Dave. But you know, so so I I feel you. I feel you on Pascal Siakam. But let's let's flip it. Let me ask you the, in the same question that I asked Jay Hill, but just as far, but instead of the Warriors, the Raptors, because you guys also have a couple of young players, you know, in, in Gary Trent Jr., which you guys re-signed. Uh, I think he's going to be, he's a great prom- promising young talent. Uh, Chris Boucher, uh, OG Ananobi, uh, Precious Atua, some, you know, t- young talent, talented players. Would you be open to uh, 
sending out those players for a more solidified number one option. You know, we talked about Pascal not being the number one. Would you do that for a real number one? Uh, and we're still keeping Siakam on our team. I think he'd have to be part of that trade. Like, I think if I was another GM, I'd probably say, you got to give me these players and Siakam, you know? And, he, and uh, even it, and I mean, even it depends Scott who. I've just... So, so, yeah. le, so let me, let me ask you. Junior, I think, I think it depends on the value. Yeah. Like what Junior said, like, I, it all depends on the player, right? Like um, if it's a, if it's a player like Beal, probably, probably have to include Siakam into that. But then like, it's tricky because you get, like, you get a play, like, I think uh, like a player I'd want on the Raptors is Beal. I mean, honestly, that's the player. I think he fits like really well with the Raptors. Um, But like, it, it all depends on the situation because if I get a guy like Beal on my team, but I give up my whole team, like, is Beal really coming to a better situation than he was at Washington? Right? Like, if I'm giving up OG, uh, Precious, and, well, Precious is not even that big right now, but OG, Trent, and, like, Siakam for, for Beal, for example. Like, I think ultimately we still end up winning the t- trade, but I think then, like, we have to have commitment from Beal. We can't just sort of do, like, what we did with Kawhi, have that, like, one-year, two-year type of commitment. We need to have them, like, commit for a five-year type of thing so we can actually build a solid team around him. That was the so, only way that I would want to trade him for. Why, like, why, why Beal, though? I mean, we've seen him in Washington not really achieve much success because he's yeah. by himself. It's not a fault yeah. to Beal. But if he comes in the same situation just, you know, a couple hours north, why Beal? Well, it's back to what we were saying about organizations. Like, I don't think Washington is a good organization. That's like, I think, I think, you know, I think when you look at, like, good organizations, they just, like, they, there's this old saying, uh, good teams find a way to win, bad teams find a way to lose. Like, that's what I think Washington has. Like, Bradley Beal has not got a team that's really built good around him, which is, like, honestly unfortunate. But, um, like, Russ and Bradley Beal, like, what did they expect? Did you see all the pieces they added with them? Like, you're starting Robin Lopez, like, yeah. If you're going to make a trade for a player like Russ, like, you got to build something. Like, they just sort of, like, throw a team together and see what happens. Um, so, I think if, like, you put a, a – I don't know how old Bradley Bill is. I think he's 26. I think he's, like, pretty young. He's 27. Um, 27? 27. 27? 27. Okay. So, yeah, if you get a guy like Bradley Bill and you have him commit for, like, a five-year term from 26 and he's, like, 31, which is still going to be his prime. Like, you already have Fred Van Fleet as his point guard, which is going to be a good point guard because Fred is, like, an underrated defender. He's pretty good at, like, defense. You get a guy like OG Ananobi as his, th- uh, as his three. I think OG Ananobi is the best 3 and D player right now. Like, I don't know what you guys think about that. I really? think he's, like, at least a top three 3 and D player. Oh, OG Gahu. OG Gahu. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I have a top <laughs> What about, like, what about, Mr. Top five? Hey, what about Mr. Thompson out in, 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 uh, in Golden State? Well, I, we got to see what going, what, how he comes back into. Right now, healthy players, I think OG and Nobody's a top three, three and D player. Okay. He's a true three and D player, and he's and I think he's gonna take another leap this year. Okay, he took a huge leap last year, like a huge leap. But um, anyways, you got a guy like OG, that's your three, and he's and he's a good contract. He's only making I think eighteen a year. Fred is making twenty. You probably pay uh, Beal the bag, and then you get like a solid four which is, like, not Siakam, but around that type of role player. And then we get a big with, like, Precious Achua. I wanted to try to get Rashawn Holmes from Sacramento. I think he's super underrated. Um, but, yeah, we get, like, Rashawn Holmes or something like that. I think we need, a, like, a solid five. I think when we add defenders around him and guys that could space and shoot the floor and have some type of offensive game, I think Beal could, like, thrive in Toronto. Like, I ain't saying we're going to win the championship with Beal, like just instantly, but if you even add Beals, your number one option, and somehow you're able to keep a Siakam and OG, like that's a team. That's a team right now in the East. Like even though you got Brooklyn Nets with KD and all them, and then Milwaukee, but I like I I would put us at the Milwaukee's level if we got Beal with the team we had right now. Immediately, Milwaukee just won the title. Yeah, but I think they won off injuries. Like I think That's this fair. year, I think this, but I they think have this, a good team though. I mean, I, they, they have a good team, but I think this, I think this year, like, the, like I don't know what you guys felt. Like I thought the playoffs weren't the playoffs. No, no, not at all. Right, I, I think it was just who was that most healthiest team. Like every team that went into the bubble was practically decimated this year. Yeah, no, and you right? saw. I mean, I think out of the the final four from the bubble, the only team that made it past the first round really was just uh, the Denver Nuggets. And then yeah. they lost in the second round, right? And 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 um Jamal Murray turns ACL. Like yeah. everybody that made a run in the bubble was hurt. Yeah. Right? Because it just like, it was just it was too fast yeah. of a turnaround. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Now, one thing I just looked up and maybe just a side note, but Beal is 28, actually. So are you still as invested when it's prime goes still, from 28 still, to 33? Yeah, I'm still invested. Okay. He's averaging about 32, 33 a game right now. But his game is not going to it's not going to age like, for example, Steph Curry's game. Like Steph Curry could realistically be 37, still giving everybody buckets. Right. I don't yeah, know if Beal yeah, can do can. the same thing. Beal, Beal, Beal. Bill's game is not all built around right. athleticism. He's athletic. Yeah. He's actually underrated in athleticism. Like, his athleticism is super underrated. Like, he, he's for the most part, he's like a really guy who gets off the screen, gets pin downs or down screens and curls around them, gets open shots. Like, he plays a lot off the ball. So, right. you have a guy like Fred Van Fleet who could orchestrate that. Like, let's not do this wishful thinking, man. You guys are going to make me hurt for this. Game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about Beal, and I'm going to be seeing Trent coming off down screen. Like, no, that's a, that's a huge difference. Man. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. So, so Ugo, as we it kind of brings us to a good transition here into our next segment, uh, one thing we always do here is the called the Clutch Talk timeout. So, so what I ask our guests in this segment is uh, is down the stretch, you know, you're in a tight game. You need a bucket. It could be down the stretch, you know, it could be fourth quarter. Whenever you need a bucket or late game moments, 10 seconds, five seconds, I don't know, you're drawing up a play. What player on the Raptors on your roster are you going to? Because I know you don't feel that way. You know, if you feel some type of way about Pascal, you got Freddie, uh, you got OG, who we've seen hit a big shot. Yeah. So who, who are you going to? Uh, yeah, down the stretch, you, you, you nailed it. You nailed it on the spot. It's OG. Like oh, I think, wow. I, I, but, but Pascal Siakam is still the best player on that team. I don't or think would you so. Disagree? You would I disagree. disagree. I okay. Not like, at least favorite. Junior, Junior, Junior. Have you have you like do you have you hooped before like on a team? Yeah, yeah, but okay. not like you and Jay Hill, not college. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but John, you hooped as well. Yeah, who? Okay, so if you're yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, it has nothing to do about knowing basketball or not knowing basketball. If you're on a team. You're only what your coach makes you to be. Like, me and Jay understand this. Like, sometimes it's the confidence your coach puts on you. Like, there's guys you're better than. Like, have you guys ever watched, like, some universities or even NBAs? There's guys that don't play, don't get minutes that would kill everybody at practice. And you guys don't know about it. Because when they come in the game, they just don't look. They look shit. They look like they don't do anything. Mm -hmm. So, I think the way, like, when you – it's like it's a lot of politics in NBA, too. Like, you paid a guy $30 million a year. What are you going to do? You're going to bench him? You can't do that. Like, you paid him $30 million. There's politics right there. Like That's exactly why Andre Drummond got games in the playoffs. Exa- the exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you could be playing terrible, but it's because we invested into you. We have to get our return out of you. Like, there's a big take that Chris Boucher was playing better than Pascal Siakam last year, but he wasn't finishing games. Right. Jay, you had him on fantasy. You saw what he was doing, like five, six, seven blocks games. Like, he was putting up numbers, right? Like, so you're going to, like, I don't think Siakam's the best player on the team. I think he's marketed as the best player on the team, right? Like, I think OG, like, I think this is going to be the year OG elevates. Okay. Like, this is my year. That I, like, what, what I saw from him last year, like, he was, he's developing, man. I'm telling you, like, I think this is the year OG is going to develop. So, I'd have OG as my number one option, and my second guy would be Fred. Okay. So, that, that makes sense. And then, and then, and that kind of, you know, goes into because going into the season, they're going to be without Pascal. So that that kind of makes sense that it would be OG. So then another quick question I have for you is, what is your starting five look like uh, next net going into next season? Obviously without Pascal because of injury. And then what is your kind of second unit or who, who do you have like as a six man and directly off the bench? Because you have a lot of options in the back yeah. as well as, Kind of limited, I would say, in the front court with. I Ken think we're clogged. Yeah, I think we're. I think we're clogged in the front court. I think we're clogged in the front court. If you like, look at our roster. Um, I think for the. For, I think point guard. Obviously, we have Fred VanVleet as our starter. Um, I, I I don't know what we're doing with the whole Goran Dragic situation. I don't think he's gonna like. I think he'll start off the season with us, but I think he's gonna end up. Um, I think we're gonna end up trading him for something. Um, I don't even think. I think he's gonna get moved even before trade deadline, but. I won't be surprised if he gets moved at the trade deadline. I just don't see the fit or need to have Goran Dragic on the team. We have Malachi Flynn. Like, let's develop him more. But, um, so, yeah. So, point guard will be Fred. I think our two, we just gave Trent, the, like, 18 mil. So, I think Trent's going to be our starting two. Um, I got OG at our three. 
I I wanted I wanted to put I wanted to put Scotty Barnes at four, but I don't know how much pressure that's going to be on a young like he at the end of the day Scotty Barnes is like nineteen right like I, I like his potential but I don't know if we're going to start him so I wouldn't mind starting even like a precious Achua and having like a Kemp Birch like a big lineup type of thing because we don't actually have any true centers all our centers are those mobile six nine that can move around and get around the floor they're like undersized centers. Athletic, so uh, that's what I would say. My so no predictive starting lineup would be would either be. That's precious. what I was noticing. I don't really? think they're going to start wow. Boucher. I don't think they're going to. I think gonna he's one Boucher. of the most improved players, and I know you talk well, about, a lot about OG's improvement, I but I think Boucher was incredible. No, Boucher is good. The only thing about Boucher is like offensively he's good, and I know he gets blocks. If you match him up with any guy that has any size into him, Boucher gets yeah. abused. No, he's like, six he's nine. He's a small guy. Like, a small there's guy, only so but, much you can do. Yeah. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if we start Boucher just for the shooting aspect. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. But I think I think they're going to ultimately start Ken Birch as our five at least to begin the season. But I wouldn't even be surprised if Precious takes that spot as the season goes. And then yeah, off the bench I got Malachi, Goran Dragic, um, Scotty. Um, Chris Boucher, uh, and we—I don't know how to say his name. We got that shooter from OKC, CV McCollum. You know what I'm talking oh, about. Right? Hey, you mean yeah. Laker legends? Hey, let me add some. So I got that right. So I, I have here who uh, all you guys is. Uh, uh, additions and losses that you guys had to you guys' yeah. team this offseason. And I and I'm I'm over here working on my list yesterday. I'm lo- I'm looking at I'm like man I can't pronounce this guy's name. I'm yeah. gonna just leave him <laughs> off the list. I'm gonna just leave him <laughs> off the list. <laughs> I can't pronounce the guy's name man but I like he's a shooter though he's knocked out. He's every time he hit so a three you'd always be speed for three every time. Yeah, Watch you see when that, he starts hitting three. That last name is not getting said or not anyway. <laughs> like it's just not getting said. Thanks, man. All right, all right. So, um, so David, I, I want I want to touch on two points here that that, that you mentioned. Um, one, uh, Scotty Barnes. So let, let let let's go with that first. I have a question, quick question. Like, mm. are you upset with the pick of Scotty Barnes when Jalen Suggs was still on the table? Because I remember watching the draft and being like, what are the Raptors doing? Like, Jalen Suggs is that guy? No, I I knew. I actually before anyone even knew about who Scotty Barnes was and like that talk that he was raising, I said, we're going to draft Scotty Barnes. Like, word to like, Jay, I think I told you this. I said, it's between Scotty Barnes and Suggs for us. And I knew it from get, but I know the way the Raptors, like being a fan for them so long, I know what type of players they like. They love those like six eight, six nine long defensive players that could have like some like guard skills. That's what they love. Like that's what Raptors like go-to guys. So I knew we were going to draft Barnes. And, um, but I think fit-wise for this coming year, I thought Suggs was a better fit. But I like long-term. I think Barnes is going to be a better player than Suggs, but I think Suggs is better right now. That makes sense. Okay. Okay. Right? Like, I think in, I think in prime, like prime time, both of them in their prime, I don't see Suggs as an all-star caliber player. I see him like a player like a Mike Conley level, where it's like he can be an all-star, but he's not an all-star. But I think Barnes has the potential to be an all-star, like a legitimate star in the league that's the difference and i think nba drops you got to go off potential so let, let me ask you something real quick david so um you brought up this point where the the raptors do like bring in these like six nine lanky players that yeah. are mobile still right and obviously as soon as you said that my mind went to brandon ingram how would you feel about move, moving on a player like brandon ingram who isn't as polished as bradley beal but will give you more upside, significantly younger. Like, how would you feel about a move like that instead of a solidified star like a Bradley Beal or, you know, thinking one tier below, but a little bit younger, a lot of potential? Yeah, uh, I, like, I like Ingram's game. I like Ingram's game a lot. Um, the thing about the Raptors, which is like, which, which they build everything off defense. Like, when, it, when we went from the transition, which was years ago, like 2013, 2014, when we got like Dwayne Casey in and we started taking like all those other coaches up, I don't even, I think Jerry, Jerry, Triano, uh, Jay Triano was our old coach before that. Like we started building a foundation of just defense. Um, I know Ingram has a defensive potential, but I think he's still he's not, that good. not there yet with, yeah. uh, with defensively wise. So the thing about the Raptors is like, 
I don't know how that would work because I know they're really they're not trading OG. I can tell you that they are so high on OG, like they're not going to trade OG. So if you give up Siakam, then you have to basically move OG to the four because Brandon Ingram just can't hold any power nice. forward. Yeah. Right. So I don't know how it works too. And plus, Brandon Ingram's never been in a situation where he's even like remotely close to winning. Do you know what I mean? Like, that stuff makes sense. Like, right. he's been in an organization that's just been losing, losing, losing. Like, he was on the Lakers. They were losing, losing, losing. He's on yeah. Pelicans. I think Pelicans are continuously playing bad. Right. Like they're underperforming. But I think he does have experience in leading uh, a team. I'm not, not gonna, I'm not going to say with much success so far, yeah. but, I mean, last season, Zion was out pretty much most of the season. He was taking it. Not like the Pelicans did anything. And also in LeBron's last season, right, you saw the, the time when LeBron went down after Christmas. It was just B.I. kind of taking over there. So I think it's just a matter of maturity and, and kind of growing into that role. Not, I mean, he hasn't shown much success in that role before, but I do think that you know, maybe I'm not going to try to be optimistic, but almost like third time's a charm. I mean, if you were to do something like that with a better supporting cast, you know, I think that there's some potential there. But I do see there's definitely like there's gives and takes when you put up B.I. versus a you know more polished player like you, like you said, yeah. with Bradley Beal. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't give up as much for B.I. as I would for yeah, B.I. You would for Beal. That's right. Fair. Like, That's fair. I wouldn't mortgage my whole future for B, uh, for Brandon. That's OK. Fair. Okay. All right. So, so Dave, you know, here, as we, as we start to wrap it up here, two questions that we love to ask all the fans here at the end is, um, is, you know, barring injury, I know we can't expect injuries and we, we don't know how, uh, hopefully it's not another COVID season. Hopefully you have a, a healthy full season with a, a healthy roster with, you know, knowing Pascal is going to miss the beginning of the season, but playing, he'll be there for the rest. Where do you see the Raptors finishing and then how far in the playoffs if they make it so john if you if you talked to me like a month ago i'd probably tell you like 11th but after jay's conversations with me he's been getting in my head so he's making me feel like a lot like more confident this year i think we could make the playoffs only reason is because we're going to be a really good defensive team like i think defensively that's what's going to carry us but it's also going to be contingent on how well OG could actually come into this year. And like, if he could actually hold down, like being a number one, two type of option. Um, also going to like, see how much Malachi Flynn could actually be like a true backup guard. Like he was really, he was on and off last year, like being our main guard and then not being our guard. And he was still like having those rookie slums. So I'll give my take. I think Raptors could be a solid play-in team. Um, seven, eight. Okay. So, okay. Seven, so you're eight. staving off a a play-in situation where you're going to have a winner winner go home type of game. I think we're going to have the advantage. I think we're going to have the advantage. So I think we're going to be like that team that has to lose two times to okay. like be out. Okay. Okay. And, and and since this is so close to home, Jay Hill, what do you are you feeling that, or or, or you think they're going to be a little lower, a little higher? Yeah, absolutely. I think there a lot of people are sleeping on the circumstances and, and what the Raptors had to go through last year. I think last year, if they had no injuries, even losing Kyle last year, I think they would have been a playoff team uh, like six. I said before the season, I said six. I remember telling yeah, Oko, did, I said they were a six seed barring, you know, no injuries, COVID, all that. So this year I have them as as the eight seed. Uh, going into the season so they'll be in the playoff they'll have the advantage like Oko said so I think I think a lot of people are sleeping on on what they can do Nick Nurse to me is one of the top three uh, coaches in the league and they already have that championship system and and mentality already in place so I, I think they're they're gonna have a good season and shock a lot of people uh, and doubters this year okay all right and then and then Dave, your last question that we like to ask here is uh, as a Raptors fan, if you could give us one word or one phrase to describe about how you feel about this last season that just happened, and then one word or one phrase to describe about how you feel about this upcoming 2021-2022 season. Well, I'm gonna think about that for a sec. <laughs> so you, with the with the with the with the what do you mean like one word, like how I describe the team or how I personally and how 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 you felt as a Raptors fan? How you felt the season went. Yeah. All right, like, I guess frustrated would be the word. Um, okay. Or you know what? No, 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 no. I don't even want to say that. I think I think everything, wait, 
the way the team started off, we had some expectations, but then my whole opinion changed once that whole COVID thing hit. So I sort of was like optimistic because I'm like, we can still have a lot of pieces and be a top, get like a really high pick. So I was sort of optimistic. This year, uncertain. Like, that's it. Like, I'm, there's nothing certain about my team this year. Like, I'm not, like, even me giving you that 7-8, like, I was really uncertain saying that because I wouldn't even be surprised they, they were, like, 10. Okay. So, like, I'm okay. really uncertain on it. Like, that has to be, has to be optimistic than to uncertain. Okay. This I'm is our be- first season that we haven't talked about this much. This is our first season without Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry's been on our team since 2012. Like, as much as you said about that championship DNA, Hill, like, that is the guy that glued everybody together. Like, we basically had given that responsibility to Fred Van Fleet. And even Fred has said this last season that just happened, Kyle Lowry was mentoring him a lot on how to, like, take over that role. So this is going to be Fred Van Fleet's first time, like, having to command a locker room fully without that leadership of Lowry. So, like, guys like Siakam, OG, like, I don't, I don't know. OG doesn't talk a lot. Like, I got to see how these guys actually lead the group, so... Yeah, like we lost our DNA with that guy. I don't know if we if we're gonna have it still. So okay. I'm sorry, man. All right, we're, we're gonna have to have Drake host a team bonding event here yeah. to get some <laughs> some continuity. Have some exclusive album playing for that. <laughs> for real, man. For real. Yeah. All right, man. All right. Well, I I I like your two words, man. It's, so so Dave here, uh, we we one thing that we like to do here on Clutch Talk is we have we have a closing segment we called Guest the Player. This is how Guest the Player works, Dave. I have three players, I have three players here listed. And for you, Jay Hill and Jenner, you guys each have two guesses to guess the player. I have a bunch of their accolades, things that they were known for, jersey numbers, they they wore uh colleges they went, and you guys have to guess. You only got two guesses. You got it? Any player in the league, or is this and, and, you, and you can blurt it out at any time? You can blurt you can, it out at any time if you, but you, got you just guesses. got two guesses. Okay, yeah. but so use yeah, them yeah. wisely because the, the yeah. clues are gonna get the, easier. the, the clues get more get, get more uh, easy Specific. as they go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Our first player we have here this guy is a one time slam dunk champion, he played for eight teams throughout his career, he is a one time NBA teammate of the year. Vince Carter. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Whoa, that was tough. That was tough. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. That, was that was the six. I had to throw, one. I had to throw hey. one in there. That was the six. Hey, you said eight teams and, and slam dunk champ. I was thinking Vince because the rap raps. Hey, yes, Canada. sir. All right, here we go. All right, next player, next player. This guy is a nine-time all-defense first team member. This guy is a one-time slam dunk champion as well. This guy is a two-time scoring champion, a four-time All-Star Game MVP. Brown. No, but very good guess. A. Oh, he's not a nine-time. He's not ever been in a dead slam dunk competition. Yeah, that's what I fucking tweeted about. A one-time NBA MVP. Kobe? Yes, sir. (laughs) Yes, sir. Bro. That's a big one. I don't know why. I don't know why. I swear to God, that's who I was thinking about. I'm thinking about a Laker right now. I just said Bron. Uh, man, man, we got to show love to Cole, yeah. man. All right, here we go. All right, last player we have here. Last player. Let's do this. So this guy played for four teams his time in the NBA. He is a one-time finals MVP, a one-time three-point champion, one-time Mr. California, a uh, one-time NBA champion. Paul Pierce? Is it Paul Pierce? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was oh, like, I ain't get it. I ain't get it. one. Oh, I, was, I, was, I, was like, I was like half a I second behind you on that one, Gio. <laughs> okay. Hey. All right. All right. Well, hey, we, 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 we got we to enter into a tiebreaker because Junior, I, I, Junior got one. Jay Hill got one. So I got two. Oh, you got two? Oh, never mind. Yeah, ain't no tiebreaker. Ain't no tiebreaker. Jay Hill took it this week. Two times. Yeah, you weren't allowed okay. on that one, eh? Jay, you weren't that dope. You weren't allowed on that one. <laughs> hey, hey, let's give it one more. Hey, Oko, you can't go. You can't get it. Yeah, hey, right, here we go. One. Give him one. All right, here we go. Here we go, Oko. Here we go. Oko, Oko's the Pascal Siakam of this at this Clutch Talk episode. Don't ask me another Pascal Siakam guy for the question. My heart, my chest is already boiling right now. 
right, let's do this. Let's do this. All right. This this is what I'll say, Oko. This player right here, he had um he has a lot to do with the uh, the he has a lot to do with the Raptors, not and not necessarily that he played on the Raptors, but he has a lot to do with the Raptors. Okay. He he was cool with somebody that was was on the Raptors. Here we go. He's a two-time scoring champion. D Mac. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My no, boy, I do that one. I do that one. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Wait, but you say he never played on the Raptors. Yeah, because uh, no, I, I didn't want you thinking I'm solely he played on the Raptors because he was hella close with Vince. Uh, I, no, I, I didn't want you to only you think said, that. You said he never played on the Raptors. Yeah, that was good. Like, I thought John, you were gonna trip with me. The minute you said scoring champion, I thought you were gonna say like, uh, like, like I thought you were gonna give like a um, retro player, like, like je- your junkyard dog or some shit like that. Was like, <laughs> the minute you said that, I was like, yo, because he, he brought shit to us. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. yeah team Mag. The minute you said scoring champion, I was like, oh, Team Mag. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> That was I, 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 I was gonna say he's cousins or somebody else on his list, but that would have been too easy, man. All right, all right. Well, this, this is a good point for us to go ahead and start wrapping it up here, Dave. Man, we really appreciate you uh coming on here and blessing us uh, with your knowledge. You're very knowledgeable Raptors fan, man. So, um, before we check out here, do you have any last words you want to say? No, nah, bro, I just want to appreciate I appreciate y'all getting me on this. Like, I, you know, I wanted to go on this uh stuff and. You know, it's, it's good to have a pod uh, called Jay Hill, but he's really my crow, so I got I to gotta shout that out one time. So that's my crow there right there. And, you know, it was good meeting y'all and, you know, ch- chopping it up with y'all. Def- definitely, man. So, hey, Junior, you got any last words to uh, say? No, for- just, just appreciate it, bro. I appreciate you coming on, talking about the Raptors. It was a lot of fun. You know, a lot. You're, you're, I see a lot. The same way you talk about the Raptors is the way I talk about the Lakers. I got some players that gave me heartburn too. So oh, I completely get where you're coming from. And, and, and it was just a lot of fun. So I appreciate you. Yo, Junior, Junior, I always tell Jay Hill this. And Jay gets pissed off at this, bro. Like, Raptors are my team. So they're automatically my East team. But I like having a West team. And Lakers are my West team. Yes, sir. But, uh, <laughs> but let me tell you this makes sense. But this is why, though. This is why. I'm low-key a LeBron. Like, wherever LeBron goes, I'm sort of behind him. I, I'm, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not in the forefront, but I'm at the back of the train. You're there. Like, I'm there. You're there. You're there. <laughs> no, I'm at the back of the train. I feel I'm it. at the back of the train. So, Man, like, no. I, I closely watch the Lakers, too, bro. That's awesome, bro. I, I'm already seeing Jay Hill log out here as we're talking. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey. I appreciate hey. you, brother. I don't got much to say, but but to that I say, We'll see y'all on October 19th. That's all I got to say. <laughs> keep that same oh, energy. Man. Let's keep it <laughs> but no, no, real talk though, Oko, my, my brother, appreciate you coming on the show. Been talking about that and definitely going to have you back. So so appreciate that and yeah, your time sure. and everything. For sure. Yeah, we yes. got to do like some mid-season like NBA review. Like I'd be oh, watching sure. hoops all the time. So I ain't mm-hmm. even just wrapped it. I know hoop in general, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, that's and and that's and that's perfect, man. Because then, okay, we could have you back multiple times, man. And so, so that the fans can stay in stay in touch and stay in contact with you, I'm gonna go ahead and put your Instagram right there, right in your little bubble for everyone that's watching on YouTube, man. Uh, make sure you, you go, go go give them a follow, man. Go go show them some love. Uh, go tell them that the uh, the Raptors are gonna win the East. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> don't, yeah, lie don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. I don't like liars, man. All right, man. Well, this is a good point for us to go ahead and wrap it up. But uh, as always, you guys, you know, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and uh, follow our Instagram. It's going to be right here, man. And then it's going to be in the description down below, man. So get at us. And if that's it, then we out of here, y'all. Clutch Talk out. Peace. After you take Brandy to the prom, you coming back to school with shades on your head. Literally looks like a jersey that you would leave out on the side of the street to get picked up by the garbage company like the next day. Me and Matt say we're 6'4", but I think we're each probably an inch shorter than that. Me rounding up hurts nobody helps everybody. Basketball tales so strange, you didn't know that you didn't know them. So listen up, y'all. It's NBA Storytime, available wherever you get your podcasts.